three, two, one. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, people. This is Ryan Smith. Welcome to the Ryan Smith Podcast. This is a special segment. Get your umbrellas out. It's time to brainstorm. Let's go. In 2012, after the 2010 Purdue Pharma lawsuit, uh, both times, in 2010 and 2012, there was an Adderall shortage. Both times, it was because it was clear that the overprescribing of opioids by doctors led to an epidemic that was out of control. So the DEA, trying to be overzealous, tried to apply the logic, which, which if you know nothing about pharmaceuticals is sound, let's nip this in the bud. Looks like we're overprescribing Adderall. The number of people on it is rising. It's uh, above the number of people that should have ADD. So let's slow production. Okay, good sound uh, thinking. Except there's a difference. People addicted to stimulants are not overdosing left and right. This is not an epidemic. Why can't we get a straight answer on this one? Well, there's a lot of reasons for this. Mainly because the people that we need to ask, the DEA, the FDA, doctors, pharmaceutical companies, well, all of them make a living in court. Whether it is the pharmaceutical companies getting patents on synthetic drugs that are derived from all natural products found in the environment so they can patent a drug that will produce side effects when your body goes without it. Uh, Being tied up in patent, uh, you know, in copyright court or the DEA being in court uh, defending their position in interfering with the doctor's the doctor's uh, not right. The doctor's duty to treat their patient to the FDA regulating the distribution. Uh, these people are masters at not answering the question, and in this situation, it will take a long time because the patients are the only ones that can call bullshit. It's really similar to. Anyone that's familiar with the Colorado weed legalization. And if you look at somebody that has an extended plan count medical card, you're allowed to buy two pounds of medical marijuana per day and grow 99 plants. Now, anyone that knows anything about weed knows that can give you over 100 pounds growing in your house and enough weed per day to smoke per year. Because two pounds is almost a a thousand grams. It's almost 900 grams. Okay? A joint is about one gram. No one's smoking 900 joints a day. There's only 24 hours in a day. Alright? So, a joint takes five minutes to smoke. So, you would need, uh, you know, to be smoking nonstop to smoke 20 per hour. 
I'm sorry, I smoked 20 per 100 minutes. So you to smoke about uh, 12 in an hour, you'd be need to you need to be smoking nonstop all day, 24 hours. Well, you would still be under 300, which is under one third of what two pounds a day would get you. So in a month, you'd be accumulating over 600 grams of surplus per day. The DEA gets it wrong. They just don't understand drugs. They know how to put the cuffs on and throw people in jail. They don't know how to do it for the right reason. They don't know how to do it to knock out the problem. The war on drugs is not a war because wars end. It's just a mess. And the problem now is that they are interfering with the pharmaceutical companies right to produce. They're trying to figure out a set number per state, per doctor, per company, ratio per thousand people. They're trying to come up with a formula of what they are allowed to produce. And they're telling people that the demand is increasing. So the supply needs to increase and they're trying to keep up with the supply. Well, when this problem started in December, and state by state started slowly reporting it until every state on the map has reported massive shortages until you're at a point now where every single state, you would struggle to find a single pharmacy that has Adderall in stock, and then that is going over to Ritalin, to Timer Lease, Concerta, to the 350 to $700 per month, uh, no generic possible, uh, you know, new ADD miracle drug Vivance even, because doctors are prescribing anything they can. People are paying ridiculous prices. People are losing jobs because they can't function because they don't know how, because since age 13, they functioned on this drug. Well, anyone with common sense could say, wait, 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 wait. Okay, the demand's going up. 3.6% of the population went to 4.1% of the population. Okay. But there's not a single pharmacy with a single pill. You guys have halted production for four months. You know that. Either that or you've let a very minimal, very, very minimal amount be released. And people are getting their prescriptions, but nobody is saying who. And... It's been proven that no company is releasing none. So what is actually happening? We know that it's not an inability of the drug companies to keep up with production because of the complicated process in making the active ingredient. We know this because right up until the calendar year when, of course, this problem started because it was invented by the DEA, the demand could not be met by the supply and that in any business we have all seen that i would say is when the pandemic happened and we could not find toilet papers in stores does everyone remember that sure every store sold out of toilet paper and they get another shipment in and it would sell out and you get another shipment and so Never was there a time that for four months, one by one, stores just stopped carrying toilet paper, was there? No, no. That's what struggling to fill supply demand looks like. 
That's what struggling to fill your supply based on an increased demand looks like. The demand was endless, the stores were ordering as much as they can, and it got to a point that eventually everybody had enough. It was just messy. And everyone had too much because they overbought. Now, this was going from a, you know, there was a, not a, obviously 100% of households in America used toilet paper. This was because people were buying 10 times, which is 1,000% more than normal. And 25 to 30% of the population was buying 10 times more than normal. All right, three out of ten is buying ten times as much. That's going to triple the demand. And that will put a chokehold on the supply temporarily until they adjust, which they did. And that was during a quarantine where they couldn't even have people working to manufacture it. There's no quarantine. And uh, half of a 1% increase in demand of a chemical that is made in a lab. Millions of them are made a day in each lab. You're talking about a supply increase in a single digit percentage on a monthly basis. When I say single digit, I'm talking 0 0.9, 0.7. It's not reaching 1% increase per month. Nothing would cause a supply and demand problem like we're seeing unless the DEA said the only prescriptions you can fill are people that are getting the same prescription for X number of years and the second it changes, those people can't have the script filled. Or they're saying you guys can't produce anything at all except what we theme is the percentage or the number that is needed by the population each month, even if it does only fill 50%. And the pharmacies, of course, they don't want to play God. The doctors, who knows if they know what's happening or not. No one is going to say, because bottom line here is that we need a lobby. We need a spokesperson. We need a group just like any other minority would have. We need a representative in this country to shed light on this and say enough of the bullshit answers. Let's have economists like myself talk about the supply and demand and let's talk about other drugs. Let's talk about the very recent pandemic where there was a real supply issue in the vaccine and we managed to get it out. We managed to, within a year, vaccinate anyone who wanted it. And like I said, not everyone could get it at once, but it never stopped rolling in. They were pumping it to the pharmacies as quickly as possible. None of this, sorry, we've been out for four months, so we don't know when we're going to get any back. That is not supply and demand, ladies and gentlemen. That is government overreach, and they are overreaching on medicine, and it is creating serious problems in people's lives. Now, I'm not saying 
that if you take someone's Adderall away, that there's going to be serious health side effects, but there are serious side effects depending on how long the person's taken it, how much they've taken, what they've taken it for, what they're using it to do, what they do day to day. And the thing is, is that whether certain physical effects are real or not, if the person perceives them as real, they will become real. As a patient that has taken this drug definitely longer than 99% of my listeners, because I am 40, I got prescribed this at age 12. So on my 28th year in the drug's 30-year existence, without a break, I can tell you that when I'm not on that, I have trouble focusing, I get very tired, I need more sleep. It's like I can fall asleep at any time of the day, regardless of how much sleep I've had. And uh, it's very hard to get motivated to do anything. But I've dealt with this before, and I know how to calm my mind, and I know how to do other things that help curb these side effects. But somebody that has never dealt with that before will panic. They will... The sleep alone will cause them to perhaps be late to work and get written up three times and be fired. They can, can't do uh, some of the busy work that they were known for being great at at their high-pressure job. But really, it was the little chemical helper that was making them great, so they get fired. It's going to cause a domino effect, and the worst part about it is that the people affected are crippled to stand up and cry out for help because they have been physically made to depend on a drug to produce a lifestyle that creates a livelihood in which they are accustomed to. They need this chemical because pharmaceutical companies, that is what they do, they find natural things in the environment. They take it to their lab. They make a synthetic version of this natural thing that will cure an ailment or a symptom or a disease. They get a patent on it. And for X number of years, they sell it at an exorbitant price until generic companies can get in and make a generic version that everyone can afford. And Everyone has a synthetic drug that they are now dependent on, and all of them have side effects. Almost all of them have side effects when you are on them and when you come off of them, and the side effects are usually opposite. Meaning when you're on the drug, it does this, and it's on this side. Let's say it gives you energy and makes you work harder. When you're off of it, it takes zaps your energy, makes you have none, and you don't know how to even think about working, let alone work efficiently. That is the nature of a synthetic drug made by the pharmaceutical industry. And I am not one of these anti-vaxxers that says, uh, I'm not going to vaccinate my kids because it's just a money grab by the pharmaceutical industry. And I am not one of those people that's sitting here and saying the pharmaceutical industry is necessary and they get painted the bad guy too often. No. The truth is somewhere in the middle, like is the case with most mm -hmm. issues, which is the theme of 
my podcast and any issue I talk about. The left wing on the extreme is never right. The right wing on the extreme is never right. It's not a black and white world. The answer is always gray. Always. And if that you're on the right or the left and you think that your side's always right, think about how stupid you sound. Every, every issue we're right about. Which side does that sound like? It sounds like both of you. And it sounds absurd. There's issues you're telling me that 50% of the country is always wrong on. Which issues? All of them. We know everything. They know nothing. No, 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 no. Think about how stupid they have made you well-informed people look by making you participate in such a ridiculous thing where you vote for people because of what letter they have, a D or an R next to their name. Issues are complicated. This is one of them. We the people have power. Ask me questions. I will stay on the line for an entire day and accept people calling in, telling me stories, asking me questions, and I will explain it until somebody that's an influencer gets a journalist on the, hook, on the line. And we're going to get the journalists to do what they do want to do and what they are good at doing, what Edward Snowden called them out to do when he found out what the government was doing. Because I'm telling you, this is the DEA handcuffing Big Pharma, thinking they're doing the right thing, but they're not. They're only about 10% right. Big Pharma does need to be regulated, but not in this manner. Not at the expense of people's health or the public good. So the only way this gets fixed is by the people in the democracy exercising their right to free speech, standing up and doing something about it. I am going to be the voice here calling people out. I'm not doing it because I want the attention, but I am doing it because I know I have more information on this topic than anyone out there because I've read the articles. Here is the summary of all of them. There's a shortage. The reason why is murky. We're not very sure. What we need to do to end it is unclear. When it will end is unclear. Everybody is placing blame on the other. There, I have just saved you the trouble of reading 100 articles by 100 publications. Journalists, it's not your fault. Like I said, you're dealing with the DEA, the FDA, and Big Pharma, as well as pharmacies and doctors. People that are protected by privacy laws, people that are lawyered up, people that are used to saying no comments and giving answers that are absolutely, um, you know, pointless. They may as well uh, be rhetorical questions. They're rhetorical answers. <laughs> they are so ambiguous that they actually will have a journalist write the answer down and report on it, thinking that they just uncovered something, not realizing how stupid the answer is. These people have to do that big time. This is the industry and the regulating law enforcement agency and the regulating body for the public health. 
that has managed to get away with creating the opioid pandemic epidemic. Let's call it an epidemic. It's a pandemic, but let's call it an epidemic without any accountability. They know that this doctor is writing too many scripts, which is what you see here with ADD, no doubt. There's an over-prescribing of stimulants. They know that that is how the opioid epidemic started, so they're trying to nip this in the bud. Well, guess what? They are, of course, grasping at straws to do it. They're picking the wrong drug to do it with. And no one's solved the opioid crisis yet. It's like they are giving up on the thing that we need to solve. And let me tell you guys what the result will be. You can go on eBay right now and get a pill press that is in the form of a 30 milligram Adderall pill, instant release. And do you know what people do? They buy that on eBay. They get the uh, filler that you that is used that you can find if you research, if you look in your prescription packet in the ingredient section. Uh, these savvy people can make synthetic versions, except since we don't have access to the patented synthetic drug, they just use crystal meth and sell them on the dark web. So people will let just start buying their Adderall on the dark web. It'll be very close to the cost of buying it at the pharmacy without insurance, which people will gladly do since they're buying Vivance for $10 a pill, you know, 330 a month to stay on a one-per-day time-release pill when most of those people prefer a three-time-per-day instant-release pill that lasts four to six hours. They'll take a 24-hour just so they can get through the day. So, obviously they'll pay whatever the black market asks of them. And you will, by trying to stop a problem, you will create an accidental meth epidemic because people will be taking meth pills. They're on the dark web right now. Journalists, I call you out. Go look on the dark web for Adderall. When you get it mailed to you, test it. Have it brought to a place to be tested. Or... I'll tell you this, take it. It's not going to kill you. Go find a guinea pig and then have them take a drug test. Notice they test positive for methamphetamine, whereas Adderall is an amphetamine salt that you will test positive for amphetamines. Very different than methamphetamine. So, DEA, just like law enforcement, your job, serve and protect. You're harming people and you're doing them a disservice just like police do. I know you don't mean it, but just like we don't get the brightest to run for office and represent the people, we sure as fuck don't get the brightest to serve and protect. As a matter of fact, the wonderless test ensures that. And I know the DEA doesn't have uh, the same pathetic rule that the cops have, which, by the way, is if you're smarter than more than 40% of the population, you can't work for the police. I know the DEA doesn't have that rule with the Wonderlick test, but they certainly have idiots controlling the, uh, the officers that give the orders because the officers that give the orders are politicians and lobbies 
and advocacy groups that want something done. And these people are mere puppets. And with marijuana being legalized, this is what their new task is. Let's end the opioid epidemic by battling ADD. You guys, you have your fucking head up your ass. All right, that's enough. 22 minutes. Uh, comment. I want everyone to tell me when we're going to do a 24-hour filibust session where I'm going to have people call nonstop. I'm going to have you write in the comment section on one of my live YouTube broadcasts. I'm going to have my producer call and get you on. We're going to talk live until we get an influencer, many influencers and many journalists on, and we give them the ammunition they need to write and to post. And we're going to make this the number one search hit when people write Adderall shortage in Google. This has been Ryan Smith, and you're welcome.